Alright, it's the Chance of Gaming Podcast, episode 40, and now that Roy is ready to dispense knowledge, we are ready to record and to talk about stuff. And uh, with me always is Richard, and well actually it should be always, absolutely always, is Roy, and most of the time is Richard. So, here we are. <laughs> Bask in my wisdom. That's right. Roy is... Well, Roy's going to carry the show tonight. I'm a guest host. Am I? Oh, I don't know. I got to. He's the. Never the mind. Heart, the I got to sold the team. He, oh, he right. is the Ray Stance of uh, Chance of the Gaming podcast. I'm more like the Duodenum of the team. <laughs> kind of the, 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 the upper uh, uh, esophageal tract. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, you know, with this podcast, we we are very lucky to have a sponsor coming from um, alterdementia.com. And look, I you know I can't tell you because I mean, look, you're listening to this, you're driving in your car. It's not like you're gonna go to this website anyway. So just check the show notes later on, and you'll see where you can uh, check this out. This guy does 3D printing. He's now doing Hero Forge and a bunch of other stuff, and um, if you use the discount code COG2019, you get a nice 20% discount. It's really cool. So you should head on over there and uh, do it. Hey, and, and I would uh, like to add. Is that going to change next year? Oh. Are we going to have to change that to 2020 next month? No, no. I don't, I don't know. That's up to him. <laughs> hey, I well, did want to add that Mike has um, the Pocket Tactics game that we reviewed. There's He's now doing some uh, expansions for that that uh, kind of expand... <laughs> You can add more uh, terrain and everything. And did somebody get stabbed? I did, but I'm recovering. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's okay. All right. He I'm got better. He big... got better. <laughs> so. Uh, so okay. yeah, I just wanted to throw that in about I, the about Mike. I, I will say out of that. Well, what is the you know why is he putting like fertility gods in that thing? You know what is that? Yeah, I'm going to have to ask Mitch about that when I see him. We were supposed to play a game last weekend, but uh, he postponed on me, so we're playing a game this Saturday together, and I'll have to ask him about that. That was a really interesting, you know, couple of days for us. It was like, you know, got a notification that this, you know, that, hey, you've got money, you know, from from this discount and blah, 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 and all this, and then it was like, you know, hey, I got this, and from Chance of Gaming, and da-da-da. What is this? And I go to look at it, and I'm like, um, I don't know. <laughs> it <laughs> looks like a little fertility guide. I, I don't know. Maybe, you know, hey, you'll if you were, yeah, okay. If you wanted to have more children or grandchildren, this is a thing you 3D print. I don't know. <laughs> it's just, this is what it is. So, there you go. I don't know. All right. Uh, and, My daughter yeah. just got married, so maybe I should just, like, hide it in her house or something. It depends. How fast do you want grandchildren? It's, it's, oh, yes. it's, it's I'm ready because I need more people to play games with. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, you know, I will say in this, um, historical gaming is getting really big with 3D printing. and For like Bolt Action or Flames of War or, you know, whatever you're playing. Like most recently I did uh, Cruel Seas and all these like ship designs and whatnot are public domain. 
so they're available so you can get these things and you can print them out i mean you don't have to buy like battlefronts uh 15 millimeter shermans if you don't want to you can either 3d print them yourself or you can go to like alter dementia and use the cog 2019 discount code and get it for 20 percent off and yeah have him print them and ship them to you or you know whatever you guys work out so that's just really interesting to me that that's kind of like where we're going I know for Cruel Seas, which I'll talk about in a minute, the bigger ships uh, you can actually get from um, Warlord Games in resin, or you can, uh, you know, seek out these legal, and yeah, like I said, these are completely legal public domain uh, files for you to 3D print these ships. So, you know. Just interesting to me that that's kind of like a, becoming a thing with our gaming, you know, kind of culture. So, there you go. <laughs> so, Richard, what have you been playing? I've not been playing that much. I told you, Roy's going to have to carry the show tonight. Yeah, between the wedding and having to work overnight because of the time change and everything, I just have not been playing many games. But I did play Arkham Horror, the card game, the FFG living card game. Uh, I've had that on my shelf for a while and never really got it out. So I finally got that out and played uh, mostly just because I had some time to kill and I wanted a solo game and I wanted to try it out. So it was fun. Um, there are like a million expansions for it. All I have is the core set. So I just played like the first sort of intro mission. To, I don't know if you call it a mission or what, but uh, just to kind of see how the game played. And it was fun. I, I'd like to play it again. Um, it didn't blow me away or anything, but. I'll, I'll, again, all I played was the intro. And then I played I played another card game. This one I was actually more excited about. We've talked about this one before. Marvel Champions, the card game. So I got this one, I guess maybe a week and a half ago it came in. And I played this one over the weekend with, with my wife and two of my daughters. And uh, it, it was a lot of fun. I like it a lot. It's um, We all like Marvel. We're all big fans of it. Um, we like co-op games. Um, my wife and my youngest daughter had a little trouble kind of wrapping their mind around it, but, uh, my, my middle daughter and I both picked it up pretty quickly and that's definitely something we're going to play more. There's quite a bit in the core set on that one too. There's, uh, something like five heroes and I think three villains plus with each of the villains, you can, you can change, uh, you can change how you fight against them by making them hard or easier or putting more things in and then, Whichever heroes you use, every hero that you use has their own uh, sort of, uh, they have a nemesis that you'll put in the villain deck as well. So there's a lot of replayability just in the core set so far. So how would this stack up against uh, the legendary games? So I played the legendary game and um, I like this one better. The legendary Mm -hmm. game, um, let's see, how can I describe it? The legendary game for me just never really caught me, even though, I mean, we played Marvel, Mar- Marvel Legendary, so it was the same theme, mm-hmm. but it just it just never really caught me. It, it felt more like playing a game and less like playing the character, if that makes any sense. This one, the characters had more feeling and more differential to them, and I thought that made it better. Okay, yeah. As I recall with the legendary game, there's a lot of setup that has to go... Yeah, go into before you start playing. 
Yeah, and it was hard for me to really judge that because I only played the legendary game. I mean, we played like three times in a row, but we really only played. It was the first time we ever played, so it always takes longer to set up at first. Mm-hmm. Um, this game, actually, if you want to play a two-player game, then they actually have the intro villain deck and two intro player decks that are separately shrink-wrapped, and all you have to do is open those up and you can play. So the mm-hmm. setup is almost nothing after you read the rulebook. Now, we yeah. wanted to play a four-player game, so we had to construct a couple different decks. That took a little longer. But if you want to play solo or two-player, it's basically ready to go out of the box. Oh. One thing that I did like about this game that I thought was pretty cool is that every hero also has an alter ego. So the call the card has, has two sides. So Tony Stark or Iron Man, Peter Parker or Spider-Man. And you have to balance whether you're going to be on any individual turn, your your hero or your alter ego. There are certain things that you can only do in your alter ego and certain things that you can only do in your hero mode. And the villain will do different things depending on what mode you're in as well. So the villain, basically to win the game, you have to get the villain down to zero hit points. Um, and really you have to do it twice because he flips over and comes back. Um, and he is trying to get his his scheme... <laughs> Sorry. So his scheme, he's trying to get more threat put onto the scheme to carry out what he wants to do. And if, if his scheme fills up, you lose. And if he goes down to zero, you win. Basically, that's it. Um, but if you're in your hero mode, you can't you can do more, but you can also get hit. If you're in your, your alter ego mode, then you cannot get hit by the villain but you also can't do nearly as much to stop him from doing what he wants to do. So it's, it's a fun balance. I like it a lot, mm-hmm. and especially with the nemesis put in. Um, so every hero is going to have their own nemesis added to the deck that could just show up at any time and make things worse for you. There are obligation cards where, you know, you may be running around as Spider-Man trying to uh, cure everything. And all of a sudden, Hey, guess what? Your rent is due. Now you have to be Peter Parker. <laughs> you have to switch back over. So it's, it's pretty funny. I like it. Damn those student loans. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> Look, J. Jonah Jameson demands pictures. Pictures <laughs> yeah. of Spider-Man. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, okay, we run through that, and Roy is going to tell us about Unmatched. So Unmatched is a... Um, there's a bunch of these different games. And so basically it takes all these figures from uh, myth and history and kind of throws them all together... And it's a, so it's it's a board game played with miniatures. I know we've made that distinction before, as opposed to a, a miniature game. Um, but so it's a skirmish. So you uh, the particular set that I have has Sinbad, Medusa, King Arthur, and Alice from Alice in Wonderland. And um, so you you pick a a hero, and then they have a sidekick, and you move around the board, and it's it's all based on card play. And uh, so like. Uh, if you play Alice, you start out as big or small and you have either a a defense or an offense advantage based on your size and you play cards. So like, um, well, Alice is, is, uh, only melee combat. So she can go up to somebody and, uh, play a card and she can, um, it'll have like a like an attack value and then you have to play a defense value to defeat it so it's i don't know it's interesting i like it um there's so alice has the jabberwock that's her sidekick 
And then uh, Arthur has Merlin, Medusa has the Harpies, and Sinbad has the Porter, which I'm not that familiar with the Sinbad stories. Um, but the the figures are nice. They're they're like firm, pretty firm plastic. They're not styrene. They're I don't know, maybe resin or something. And they're shaded to uh, look like a statue. But of course, you can paint them too if you want to. And so all these games are interchangeable so you can take sinbad and put him up against bigfoot um you know from other games and other boards you can throw them all together so this is called unmatched and it's relatively new i haven't seen this so and it's it's a little skirmish game right yeah it's just one-on-one yep well although we played um we played a four-player game uh and it i don't know it got a little and there are rules in there for for like kind of a, a grand battle kind of thing. And it got a little, I don't know, it was not quite as satisfying as with just two players. Hmm. Um, so the, the and I was looking at the different versions that they have. So you can play those four characters. There's uh, Robin Hood versus Bigfoot. <laughs> and um, shoot, I'm trying to go back here and I can't. What about the six million dollar man? Uh, well, Bruce Lee is in there, uh, is in one set. So I don't know if this is one that's coming out or not. Uh, here, let me back up a little bit. So Robin Hood versus Bigfoot. There's Bruce Lee. Maybe it might just be just a single figure. Um, unmatched Jurassic Park in-gen versus Raptors. I'm not that familiar with, uh. In-gen is the company. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then there's Sattler versus T-Rex. Is that is that from the, the newer films? I don't know what Probably. Sattler is. I haven't seen the latest one. I don't know. Okay. That so these are the, uh, I guess Bruce Lee should be out now or pretty soon. But so they've, they're kind of, they're glomming on to all these properties. So I think you're going to see, be able to, to play all these different uh, uh, characters against each other. And so I have another game that I played a little uh, that I'll talk about in a little bit. It's kind of of the same same sort, uh, but unmatched is a yeah, it's a skirmish game. Okay. So, and then uh, have you guys heard of this game called Settlers of of Catan? I think it's called. <laughs> is that never, new? Heard, never heard of that. No, it's a German guy uh, made it, and you know, I just. What's your your guys' thoughts on Settlers of Catan? Look, for me, the history behind it, I swear, like 20 years ago at least, or more, I, I was at a convention, and board games were becoming kind of a thing. And it was like, hey, you know, I go to this vendor, and I'm like, you know, oh, you've got board games. And I'm like, I'm looking to kind of expand from, like, Risk and Axis and mm-hmm. Allies and, like, what have you got? And he was like, well, you know, what's really popular now is Settlers of Catan. And I'm like, oh, okay. Is it like a conflict kind of thing? He's like, no, not really. <laughs> he was like, there is an army thing, but, you know, blah, blah, blah. And mm-hmm. so I ended up getting it. And I've played probably it more than anything. It, it's really adaptable for, like, my kids, my wife, yep. you know, whatever. It's really like, I swear, it's like the first board game you would get past, like, your, you know, Mattel 
type yep. stuff. Okay. It, yeah. It's like, yeah, yeah. That one and Carcassonne are like the first two. Yes, so. yes, Carcassonne, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So I, my, I, my middle child really loves it, Emma, the YouTube mm-hmm. better. Um, she loves that game and she loves to play it. So I'll, I'll play it when she really wants to. Uh-huh. I don't I don't dislike it, but I don't love it either. Um, anytime, anytime I play it, I just think I'd rather play something else. Yes. It's not that it's bad. Oh, yes. I would just rather play something else. I, you know, the other night we were playing it. We played the Cities and Knights uh, version, which I played a couple of times where the the barbarians come. So every when you roll the dice, you also roll the the barbarian die or the Vikings and they get one step closer to invading. And if you have if you don't have sufficient uh, knights to protect your cities, then they pillage and they they kill stuff. Yeah. Uh, and I don't know, it just, they drug on and on and on. And <laughs> I finally, I just like, I don't care. I'll, I'll trade anything with anybody. If you want to trade me, if I have it, I will give it to you. <laughs> um, so anyway, yeah, I played Settlers of Catan. And in my opinion, there's not much tread left on those tires <laughs> for me. So, well, I mean, yeah, I mean, years and years later, I mean, this is like 20, 30 years after it came out. Yeah, it's there have been so many other board games that have come out and yeah, that are that do the same thing better. And yeah, so yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I played a game called Second Chance, which is a it's a flip and write. It's uh, so there's kind of a Tetris aspect to it. Uh, each round you flip two cards and there's there's a shape on there that you draw on your grid and you try to fill up your grid um and okay. uh, yeah so it's 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 quick and and whatever do i i have the wrong link there don't i um and it's uh yeah it's it's satisfying i guess there's you uh if you fill up your grid or if you if you can't play one of the cards that are flipped, you get a second chance, which is where the um, the name of the game comes from, where you get to flip one card that's just for you. Uh, that you and if you can't do that, then well, then you're out. Um, so, second chance is uh, another game that we've picked up here recently. And then uh, the world game is uh, it's a geography game, and really, it's I don't know, it's it's flashcards essentially that uh, the the game as out of the box, you play war with it. Um, which, so like you, 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 your card that you have, so let's say that you have Nigeria. Um, there's some, it rattles off some facts about Nigeria, the, the tallest peak, the population, the area, and you announce, okay, uh, I'm going to go for population. And if you have the higher population, then you win the pair. So it's essentially war. But my wife and I were looking at it, and we were thinking about, well, you know, you could kind of play a trick-taking game with this, too, in the same sort of manner. Um, if you had the different continents as suits, then you could, um, yeah, kind of play it like hearts, I guess. So looks it's like a... It be, it's, what's that? looks like it'd be a good educational game. Oh, yeah, for sure. And really so the card for every country in the world, but... That, that changes from time to time, so your, right. your thing could get out of date. <laughs> and so, well, I was looking at the map, and there is, uh, they have Ukraine kind of, kind of clutched in there with Russia, 
which is <laughs> a little bit problematic these days. Um, but anyway, yeah, there's 194 countries that they recognize in there. And even like down to the little, you know, Micronesia kind of kind of countries that that's like, you know, population, you know, half a million or whatever. So anyway, the world game is a little geography game. And then I just played another little game called Powell, which is about comic book heroes. So you have your your comic book writer and you have uh, villains and heroes on tiles and you roll the dice and you take basically you want to get the highest power hero and the lowest power villain together and then <laughs> they really make sets. Found them to dust. Yeah. <laughs> and so it's I don't know, it's uh it's a Reiner Kinesia game. Um so I mean he's you know. my, he he is my favorite member of the Wu Tang clan. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um so anyway, yeah, pow is a uh, it, there's some dice that are involved too, and then I played. Um, so we've talked about the Harry Potter Hogwarts battle before, which is a co-op game. This, is this uh, one we played together at the con? No, this is a new one. This, this is a two-player two game called Defense Against the Dark Arts. So it's a um, it's a dueling game. Oh. So like you, everybody starts in the middle, and or the two players start in the middle and you play cards like, okay, so I'm going to play the wand, which will give me an attack. And I'm going to push you back one. And I have the, I don't know, the cauldron, which will give me a heart and I can heal one. And so you're also buying cards from the, what they call the classroom. And you, so you spend your money to buy these cards to go into your deck. So it's a deck builder, but it's a two player deck builder where you're you're trying to push your opponent off the end of the table or off the end of the field. And so it's a best of well it's you play uh, whoever wins 3 so it kind of works out to be the best of 5 uh, contests. So if you if you stun your opponent, your opponent, then you uh, both reshuffle and you reset and you play again. So Harry Potter Hogwarts Battle Defense Against the Dark Arts. That's an awfully wordy title, but it's a it's a fun game. How did that fall on the sort of luck strategy axis? Well, so everybody has the same cards to begin with. Okay. Uh, and then you choose your house affiliation. And if you there are some cards that that are also house affiliated. So um, Polyjuice Potion is affiliated with Slytherin. So if you are Slytherin. Uh, you get the the extra bonus effect on the bottom. Uh, there's there's some strategy to it, I guess, to answer your question. Um, I, I guess I can't really say. I don't know. I I think I've won once out of it out of playing it like four or five times. Well, then so you have to know. say it's all luck. I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm not the best statistician though. I, I typically <laughs> play to lose. And so. Um, yeah, I like that game. And finally, and this is kind of in the same vein as the game Unmatched, and uh, I think Adam's going to have some words here too. Funkoverse. So you know Funko Pops. Um, the big have, bobblehead dolls that you get at the the bookstore. <laughs> yep. Or yeah, at your at your con or whatever. Um, 
the Funkoverse has a strategy game now. It's a skirmish game, like Unmatched, kind of in the same way. That's um, uh, well, the set that I have is is the Golden Girls. So it's it's Blanche versus Rose, and they both have sidekicks. So Blanche has her gentleman collar, <laughs> and and Rose Rose has the lifeguard, and so you you uh, each figure moves around around the grid. And there's different scenarios that you can play. There's there's uh, capture the flag, there's control, and you play to six points. And so whoever has the m- more points, once somebody's reached six, uh, then that player wins. So I have the I have the character cards here, and so Blanche has the has her abilities here are flirt. Um, she can roll two dice, and so there's dice involved too. So you roll two dice and you compare. Uh, attack versus defense and if you uh successfully attack your opponent you knock them down and if you attack them again you knock them out but they come back the next round they respawn but so her flirt ability says take an unspent ability token from your opponent and basically they can't use it and she has one called southern hospitality where she can move each rival that she can see up to two squares towards her or she has one called high boys which is move up to four squares towards a rival that she can see. So it's, I don't know, the the Golden Girls is, is I think, kind of maybe holds a special place for for people of our age because I, I kind of, we kind of, I remember watching it at my grandparents' house on Saturday nights. Yes, absolutely. Yes. Yep. Um, I've got a friend whose wife is super into Golden Girls, and I, I wonder if he's got this yet. <laughs> okay. Well, it's the the figures are cute, I guess. I don't know. I'm I've never been into Funko Pops, but I know people are. But anyway, there's um, and there's a bunch more of these. There's a Adam. You said you were looking into a Marvel one, right? Uh, DC. Yeah. Okay. Uh, look, um, I uh, this past weekend, uh, games, uh, not Games Workshop, um, GameStop. <laughs> had a big sale. Games and Workshop part... never has sales. No, no, never. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, part of their their GameStop <laughs> sale was uh, fifteen dollars off their of uh, these box sets. Mm-hmm. And I picked up the Golden Girls for like ten bucks, and I was like, "Well, hell yeah, for ten bucks, absolutely, I'll pick this mm-hmm. up." And for Christmas, I'll get my kids the DC box set, and uh, which it it's like Batman. Bat Girl, and I think um, Harley Quinn and somebody else, maybe Poison Ivy or something like that. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, I mean it's really interesting for like um, Gen Xers and Golden Girls to be like such a thing. I know, like my brother and I spent like every weekend at my grandmother's house, and so Saturday night you know, rolled around, and it's, it's, you know, later at night, you know, 7, 8 o'clock, mm-hmm. and so we're just watching, you know, whatever is on the thing, and there's Golden Girls, and so we just started watching it. <laughs> if you watch it nowadays, it's pretty risque. I, you know, 
I know so much of that stuff kind of like passed over our heads as kids, but mm-hmm. I, you know, fucking love it. You know, nowadays there's a lot of sex and you know whatnot, and so yeah. Anyway, just awesome. So there you go. And so, just... oh well, we've picked up uh, Harry Potter. The Harry Potter version has uh, Bellatrix and and Voldemort and Hermione and Harry in it. See, I debated between it and the DC box set. Okay. And ended up with the DC box set. So yeah. yeah. So all these ga- all these versions are interchangeable. Yeah, absolutely. You supposedly can play with any Funkoverse, you know, that you buy. Mm-hmm. I think I don't know. And you, what you were saying that that uh, Rose and Nyland, or Rose and uh, Voldemort are uh, <laughs> are quite the match. I, I've heard that. Uh, I haven't actually played the game, but yeah, I, I've heard that that Rose and <laughs> uh, Voldemort, you know, you know, it's like people's souls and cheesecake go together. I don't know. There's got to be some fan that. fiction out there for that. Yes, erotic. Oh, yes, slash erotic fiction. Fi- yes, <laughs> slash fiction on Was like it? Wattpad or whatever. Yeah, so there you go. Rule thirty-three of the internet, or whatever it's called. <laughs> it's 34. 34. Yeah, thirty-four. Thirty-four. Okay. Yeah, so. All right. Well, now we I want just to know created what something. Is. <laughs> yeah. The, the, okay. Yeah. Hold on. Let's stop this whole fucking podcast and figure out what rule thirty-three is. Rule thirty-three is okay. That is interrogatories to parties, part of the part of the federal rules of civil, you know, whatever. And let's see. Rule 33, Urban Dictionary. When in doubt, it's a man. (laughs) (laughs) This internet rules applies to guessing the gender of a forum, chat room, or instant messenger user. We're trying to figure out an online user gender. Gender, remember, Rule 33. When in doubt, it's a man. So, there you go. Good rule on the internet. Uh, I've actually been playing some stuff. This is crazy. I'm, I'm, I'm... In this like renaissance, you know, like 2019 or whatever year it is, has been like really good all of a sudden that I'm going out and I'm actually playing games and stuff like that. I have played Cruel Seas from uh, Warlord Games for We've a while. We've talked about and this a few times. Yeah, we, we have. And uh-huh. I've actually got out and played it. And I have to say, it is super duper easy to play, and I really enjoyed it. Uh, just, it was very entertaining the fact that you can actually accidentally crash into the other player, be it yourself or the person you're against. Uh, you can't legally, quote unquote, do it unless you're fielding veteran crews. <laughs> so uh yeah it, it can happen via accident and it did with me and uh yeah the game is just really fun and it doesn't take very long to play you know we interviewed a guy from Warlord games and he talked about it and yeah it's it's pretty much what he said so yeah i have enjoyed it all right the only other thing is i've been completely wrapped up in this video game called horizon zero dawn Mm-hmm. Yes, it's not a new game. It's an old game. And uh, for whatever reason, I picked it up. I'd never finished it, and I tossed it in. And it has occupied my every waking moment. I have just completely dove into this story mm-hmm. and, and and loved it and just been fascinated by it and want to know more of it. 
and uh, which reminded me, I think we covered it in the podcast, that there was a board game that was kickstarted uh, via the UK, of all things, I think last year or so, you know, uh, I think, yeah, because looking at it here, and you can see this in the show notes, it had an estimated delivery of March 2020, which will be uh, next year, and uh, yeah, so uh, yeah, it, it's kind of a miniature combat game, and if I remember when we covered this, I was like, this is a popular IP, why in the world are they kickstarting it, whatever, mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh, you, you know me and Kickstarter, uh, the other thing was, I was trying to think of like the closest thing I could think of for an actual um, game you could purchase now off the shelf, and that would be The Drowned Earth. And I'll link this in the show notes. We've talked about it a couple of times. I have a couple of starters for this and have not actually got it painted. And, you know, so there you go. Dadgummit, once again, this is stuff coming from the UK, so it's expensive. But if you wait... That Boris Johnson guy is going to, you know, implode the whole country and the uh, the pound will be worthless and you can buy this stuff. But, you know, so. I don't know. That's what I'm waiting on. That's what those of us are sitting over here in Trumpistan. You know, we're, we're waiting. We're waiting on, you know, the, the British pound to die. And we will immediately order all kinds of shit. Of you know rule books and miniatures and all this shit from over there, and it will be cheap for us. So you know there you Mm -hmm. go. Whatever. Anyway, on to what's on your radar, and the uh, first thing we had was Mashashin Ziet, and uh, this came on my radar uh, at the end of October with you know. Halloween and whatnot, and people were talking about, ooh, what's a scary role-playing game? You know, what 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 can we do that's kind of, you know, scary or whatever? And people linked this Machashim Zit, or Zeit, or whatever, it's version 2.0, and it's, the tagline is the ghost hate intruders. You are an intruder. They hate you. So, okay. QED. I know, really. It's like, oh my god. It's like, this role-playing game's taking me back to junior high. It's, ugh, <laughs> people hate me. It's like 15 bucks, so... Uh, and, of course, I have not paid for it or uh, attained it any other way, so I can't tell you how great it is, but I'm just going to kind of toss it out here, and there you go. I mean, it says and it's I- for improvised one-shots, which is perfect for horror, and it, at only 15 bucks, that, that sounds like it'd be fun to play on a Halloween night or something. I remember a few years ago, we our RPG played, uh, oh, what's the one where we used the Jenga Tower for Dread? Oh, yeah. I think that's what it's called. We played that one for an alternate on Halloween night, but this looks like the same kind of thing. It'd be fun to play. I'd play. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So for 15 bucks, there you go. The other thing I had from that kind of quest for what's a scary role-playing game or whatever is Ghost Orbit. And I'll toss this on the show notes and, you know, there you go. You can pick this up for five bucks. Can't be bad. If you go for a small quail games, you can get this game and two more 
for eight dollars. Eight whole dollars. That is Cavaliers and Coil Guns, Ghost Orbit, and Eat Fresh, which is not only a role-playing game, it is a commentary. It is a potluck game to play with friends. So, there you go. I don't know. It's just right, right there. I don't know. It's potluck as in, like, green bean casserole? Yeah, I think okay. so. Gotcha. But, I mean, come on. I would argue that it's 30% of Karen's will bring a green bean casserole. So, there you go. Oh, I'll eat the hell out of some green bean <laughs> casserole, for sure. I know. I, lo- I love it, too. Yeah. But there are actually people out there that are like, ugh, green bean casserole. I'm like, really? You'll only eat it. There's, like, you know, three months out of the year. I'm sorry. Two months out of the year that it's available. And that is November, December. That is it. So the bar that we play trivia at, their 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 flatbread of the month is a green bean casserole flatbread, and oh, it's great! I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I would try that. Yeah, absolutely. So, so what's next? next thing, oh. uh, this thing that someone sent me and it was like, <laughs> "Hey, here it is. This is top side minis. This is actual, you know." print and play sort of uh, cut and paste. It's not miniatures. This is more uh, along the lines of just um, counters, more or less, for (laughs) naval games. And I I was like, okay, well, let me take a look at this. And yeah, they look really, really nice for what they are. If you wanted to actually, you know, do this, uh, I'm just going to Toss it out there, you know, just in case that that's something you're looking for. Because, uh, yeah, it can be expensive or, you know, you don't want to put the miniatures together or paint them. But, no. yeah, here you go. You just use yeah. the color printer at work. Right. <laughs> that's absolutely true. <laughs> <laughs> so the next one we have is Relic Blade, which I've talked about a couple of times. Uh, is there's a second edition of this coming out, and you can pre-order it, and it'll be available through uh, December 1st. I'm actually working pretty hard to get an interview with this guy. I I own a lot of Relic Blade stuff. I bought into the last Kickstarter so I could get some dwarves. I bought the two-player starter. I have it all painted up. And... Uh, <sighs> Give it, you know, it's it's me, it's Adam Chance. I have not played it. So, you know, I buy it, I have it painted, and there you go. But with him coming out with the second edition, I was like, hey, talk to us, you know, I'll, I'll interview you, and uh, yeah. So I'm hoping that'll come after you hear this podcast. I'll list it as a um, just an individual episode, and we'll talk about it. I find it fascinating because uh, Sean Sutter, he is a one-man band. He does all the artwork, he does all the rules, he does all the miniature sculpting, every fucking thing with this game. This is his baby. It's just one guy. Mm -hmm. I mean, with a lot of guys, you know, like this, like, uh, you know, Tom and, you know, there's Tom, but there's Mary, you know with this you know people at least have their wives not sean it's just him 
and himself, and he puts all this out. And the other thing that makes it fascinating to me is that he plays on a 2 by 2 board. You can see this guy at uh, Adepticon. They do tournaments and stuff there, demos, all this good stuff. So, yeah. So hopefully, after you listen to this podcast, um, there'll be an interview with him. So, there you go. Anyway. Hey, I wanted to throw in another thing about this. At the very bottom, he talks about he has a version of the game that's set in a dyslexic typeface. He said, I've talked with a few friends with dyslexia who mentioned in passing that tabletop games are inaccessible to them. So when I learned about the Open Dyslexic project, I was over the moon. Open Dyslexic is a typeface designed against some common symptoms of dyslexia. So it makes uh, typefaces easier for dyslexics to read as this particular font. Which I thought was cool. Yeah. So the the website is opendyslexic.org. If uh, if you have dyslexia and you need some help, check that out. Yeah, I wonder if there's like a browser plugin or something where you could automatically change to this typeface if you needed to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Hmm. Yeah, but I, I kind of want to look at it now. I did have a friend that. Um suffered from dyslexia but didn't know it until he got to junior college when I met him it was like his parents were kind of the their idea of raising children was if it ain't broke don't fix it Mm -hmm. and so he (laughs) never went to the dentist and he, you know, uh, had no idea that he was dyslexic until, like, his first year of junior college. Because his parents were like, okay, well, his teeth, he doesn't have any cavities, you know, he's not complaining about them hurting. And so, yeah, he, he managed to graduate high school, and he got to junior college, and he was like, oh, wait, I'm having problems. And I'm like, well, you might be dyslexic go see our doctor and blah, blah, blah. And so, yeah. Anyway. So if you click on the link there, it takes you to the, um, to the website where you can see, and it's totally readable, but it's just, it's the, all the, like the, a capital T is the, the, the leg of the T is wider at the bottom. So it just kind of, and I don't, I don't know how that works, but, um, that's you can you can see an example of it. So anyway, I just thought that was cool. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> the next thing we had was the um, part of the Traveler RPG from Mongoose is the Deep Night Revelation campaign box set via Kickstarter. And when I first heard about this, well I was funded. Like, I know it's like, ugh, really <laughs> another Kickstarter? And okay, look. It's the way it is right now, as of, uh, we're at 11-11-2019, recording this podcast, it, all they wanted was 25 grand. They have gotten, uh, $83,000 for it, and, of course, you know, it's in pounds and blah, 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 which is, my guess, publishing is... And, uh, yeah, I, I really, really like the idea of what they're pushing here, this uh, Traveler adventure. 
And, uh, of course, my problem is, it's like, uh, I don't know anybody. I do know people that play, that I, but I don't have an actual group that will play. So, the minimum is about 45 pounds, which is $58, and you can get into all this. And basically what this whole campaign is, it's, you know, they send this starship out. Out of everything that Traveler's ever known about. And, you know, it goes out, and it discovers new bullshit, and blah, 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 and there. <laughs> Anything that's not known by Swindon... In the UK, so it could go out to Sweden or South Africa or whatever, and yeah, so. Ah, it's like, ah, man, it, it just sounds great to me. Absolutely great to me. But, uh, I don't want to spend, you know, $58 on this Kickstarter. Because it will be available to me later. Mm-hmm. Probably, most likely, cheaper. But, uh, yeah. I don't know. It's just, yeah. Uh, I, I, okay, and with this, I don't understand, because Mark, uh, what's his name, is an American. But Manga's Publishing is in the UK, so this stuff gets more expensive than it should be. And, you know, the whole... Brexit thing's gonna happen sooner or later, and ugh, yeah. So anyway, but the idea is really, really cool. You take a uh, spaceship and it's traveling outside the traveler, the known uh, traveler fifth edition universe, and you know it's gonna encounter you know whatever mystical bullshit, blah blah blah. That's really, really cool as a hook. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't want to spend that much money, so you know whatever. Drive your RPG. It'll be on there. <laughs> yeah, it will. It'll be cheap, too. And anyway, you know, speaking of sales, uh, the Multiman Publishing annual Black Friday sales coming up. And, la, la, uh, la, la, my fingers are in my ears. <laughs> I can't hear you. Okay, no, look, I'm look. Done. There, I'm done. there I'm is done. so much. Okay, look. There is so much <laughs> shit on here that I've already bought that I have not played like king phillips war um panzer battles yeah and storm storm over dn ben fu and yeah a couple more of these things without me going you know one-on-one and yeah it's ah, i've already 21 dollars is a steal because that's a really good game (sighs) and it's like i'm Last Blitzkrieg for seventy. That's a BCS game. That's that's a good price for that. So I'm not gonna buy any of these, but uh, there's definitely some good prices on here. Eh, it, it it is, and we'll have this linked in the show notes. But with me, it's like ah, I've already bought it last year. Yeah, and I've never even unwrapped it. it so I don't. I'm not gonna buy it this year. It's interesting too, because. Black Friday obviously is is a big shopping day, but then there's Cyber Monday also, and this is more of an online thing. But all of these big game companies are are running sales around this time of year, and I don't know if anyone else is in the same situation I am. But 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 GMT did their sale first, and I'm pretty much spent out now because I I hit the GMT sale. So now when when MMT does their sale or when Holland Spiel does their sale, or I think Compass might be having a sale around this time too. 
I look at them and I was like, nah, GMT already got my money. So we're good. (laughs) They're going to have to do like the, like the primaries where they keep moving them up so they can try to be first to have the big sale. (laughs) Well, I know like where we're at with 11.01.2019, Flying Pig Games has got a, a, a sale going with just Platoon Commander Deluxe Kursk. It's half off. It's 50 bucks plus shipping. And I'm like, eh, you know, yeah, Mark Herman designed this and blah, blah, blah. And eh, it's, it's, yeah, I, I, no, I, I, I don't think so. Yeah. I don't, at this point, I don't really know anything about this game. I don't, I don't know much about flying pig games in general. I don't play old school tactical or anything. So I have it, but, you know, I <laughs> So, uh, the next one we had, which was a huge, huge announcement, um, (laughs) Magic the Gathering has announced a new format, another format, and that is the Pioneer format, and, uh, it's really weird from me, a, uh... Adam, hold on for a second, let's let's pretend for a second, like, I know nothing about Magic the Gathering, Okay, tell me what this means. (laughs) <laughs> it's like hey there's this super popular card game yeah and i know that there's for, like you can be blue and white that's all i know about yeah it. for whatever reason <laughs> people you know the people that own it woke up one day and decided to do hey there's a different way to play this even though there are a million other fucking ways to play this over the years, you know. So when you say and, different way to play it, do you mean a new rule set with the same cards? Yes. Okay. Yes. It's the same cards, different rule set, and essentially this is replacing, um, this new rule set will be replacing the popular uh, version of this game. And I'm guessing so. this is like the official so if you want to if you yes. want to be competitive you have to follow the new rule yes okay yes that is it absolutely <laughs> see now that absolutely seems, that seems to me like it would make more sense for them to sell new cards and keep the same rule set because are they going to make money off a new rule set whereas they would make money off new cards well that's the thing is you restrict the usage of older cards which you're no longer producing but you're actually producing this newer stuff so that card that i bought on ebay for 122 dollars last month i have to throw away now maybe (laughs) it depends it's all depends and look and actually like dipping my toe into this is crazy because there are people that live and die Oh yeah, know, from this stuff. Absolutely, yeah, it's 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 insane. With the okay, they're coming out. It, what kills me, as the person standing on the outside, you know, having this little podcast, whatever, is they're doing this new mode of play, but it's not a digital version of it. Well, like with Magic Arena, there is no Pioneer, and I'm like, uh, okay. That doesn't make any sense. And so I talked to my friends that are like big into magic and they're like, yeah, well, that's just, 
normal Wizards of the Coast stuff. They're like, it's designed not to make sense. They're like, and they're like, honestly, this new mode, this Pioneer, could be the next big thing or the next big flop. It's literally a 50-50 chance as to whether or not it's going to make it. So, Adam, so, I know you, yes. you've played a little X-Wing. X-Wing has yeah. two ways to play. They have, but really it's more about the way you build your list. There's hyperspace right. and then there's, I can't remember what the other one's called, but it's the same ships, the same basic rules. It's basically just list building that changes. Is that what we're talking right. about? Well, yes, it would be like that, except that it would restrict the list that you could actually play. Okay. But hyperspace does that. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I honestly, I'm not joking. I don't know anything about Magic the Gathering at all. So, but it's obviously huge. I see, you know, every time I go to the the game store in the evening, there's always tons of people playing it. I know it's like and it's, that. And it's 40. weird too because it's like one of the only ones where you'll, I can't think of any other game where you will commonly see like a nine year old kid sitting down with a fifty year old man and they're playing the <laughs> same game together. That if you see that happening, it's Magic the Gathering. Like, all right, look, <laughs> you gotta take your underwear off and put them in the thing here. And yeah, there you go. It's like, yeah, yeah, it's, it's a rule, I swear. It's a thing, it's right here. You can ask the guy that runs this thing. Yeah, it's there. You gotta take your underwear off and put it in the pile. Yeah, so, I don't know. Yeah, you, you're absolutely right. And look, I remember, gosh, like 20, 30 years ago. Yeah, I'm sorry, I'm you know, 43 years old and remembering this stuff. But to remember that with, like, my own local books a million, and they'd have, like, Pokemon days. And so it would literally be, like, 8-year-olds and, like, 38-year-olds. Yeah. That would be that would be it. <laughs> you know, and be like, hey, you know, give me that, you know, I'm going to trade you all this bullshit for my Charizard. And they're like, fuck you man i know that's a shitty deal i'm not gonna change that you know blah 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 and then his mom would get involved like what are you trying to do fuck with my kid blah 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 and yeah yeah it was the whole thing it was the whole fucking thing so yeah there you go <laughs> anyway uh the next thing we have is valkyrie valkyrie Valkyrie, whatever you call it. I'll go Valkyrie. Solo miniatures board game is on Kickstarter. Whoop, whoop, whoop. I don't have any of those whoops. I'm just I'm saying. I'm surprised that you're not complaining about Danvers and Games having a Kickstarter. That's that's an established company. I'm surprised they're doing okay. Kickstarter. <laughs> all right, all but right. So, all right. We're, okay, hold on. Oh, wait. If you cl click the link. Yeah, I know. I know. If, you, if you click on this, if you click on this in the show notes, the fucking funding has been canceled. <laughs> the funding for this project has been canceled on November 1st. That was like 10 days ago as of the time we record this podcast. There you go. So, hmm. it's been canceled. I wouldn't, so, I mean, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they just publish it. I mean, Dan Versen Games has a ton of solo games out there. I'm not, I know, I, you would I'm not much of a fan. I don't think they're that interesting, but there are a ton of them out there, so... So this guy wanted a measly seventy-five grand, 
And he got up to like 30 grand before he canceled it. So, you know, there you go. <laughs> I don't know. It's a bunch of mechs and shit. It's like, dad gummit. I've already got like Battletech. You know, you don't have any fucking mechs I own. Yeah. yeah. But uh, I, mean, I don't have time for this shit. But the thing with Dan Versen games is maybe not all of his games, but what he's known for is solo games. And this was a solo only game, not a solo <laughs> option, but a solo only game. That is true. Absolutely. So, you know, eh, it's, it's, it's a thing. <laughs> so the next thing we had is. Oh, you there. Oh, we lost Adam. Oh, where'd Adam go? Hey guys, Adam here. The day after trying to uh, edit this podcast, we did recover from this technical mishap. However, the recording failed. So you missed us talking about the new Cool Mini or Not zombie game with uh, added Donald Trump. The Scott Pilgrim Miniatures game up on Kickstarter, and us talking about Chad Jensen, the designer of Combat Commander and several other games that you may remember in the news uh, for like a GoFundMe and stuff for medical bills. Um, he is currently dying of cancer and not expected to recover. So. We may touch on that more in the next episode. So until then, I hope you guys like this. Drop us a line at chanceofgaming at gmail. And uh, yeah, you can at me on Twitter at chanceofgaming or whatever. And yeah, just let me know if people listen. Thanks.